if you're separating with your spouse or you're breaking up with your significant other and you're trying to figure out what to do from a mortgage perspective, this video is going to explain exactly that and go over all of the moving pieces you need to know. For sure. So really when it comes down to breaking up, it's not fun. No one enjoys to do it. Unfortunately, when you're married or you have kids or you share that common home that you're invested in, there's a few more pieces that come into play that make it a little bit harder than the traditional breakup where you just go your separate ways. So when you have the home or children in play, one thing that's really important, this is like the last piece that you guys really need to work out and have a conversation on is setting up a separation agreement. Having that separation agreement which outlines what happens with the equity from the home if it sells, or if you do a spousal bio, which we'll walk through in a minute. What happens with the kids? What happens with spousal support? All of these details really help set the stage for what happens next for your next mortgage as all lenders are going to ask for this. There's no way around it. They will all ask for this piece. So if you're someone that is, say you're breaking up and you're selling off your home and you wanna buy another home, do you need a separation agreement for all situations or just that one? So technically speaking, you do need the separation agreement. Okay, If a home or children are in play, they're going to ask for a separation agreement. There are unique cases where you can get what's called a statutory declaration. And this is done at your lawyer's office prior to closing that basically says, you know, we can't get a traditional separation agreement. The terms are this and it outlines kind of everything and you're signing agreeing to that. Cases of that happening are usually like one partner totally fucks off and leaves the other partner, or there's like an abuse situation with the kids or something like that, and the partner has to flee. So there are cases where, you know, like someone uses the separation agreement kind of as emotional abusive situation and doesn't sign it, that we can use a statutory declaration, but there needs to be a really good reason for it. And those are a few examples there of what that could be. Yeah. And that's why you got to work with a good team on the mortgage side. Like you got to have someone that's going to vouch for you and your story, because at the end of the day, yes, there's a lot of systems and automations on the back end in the mortgage industry, but the human aspect of it is the underwriter that is going through that file. So your file, they're going to look at the story and see if it makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense to ask and request that statutory declaration, then chances are the lender's not going to accept that. So it really is crucial. There is a story that actually makes sense to the lender's eyes. For sure. And there's certain pieces that like, obviously having that story, you want to back it up with documents. At the end of the day, exactly. having documentation helps in our industry. So if you have something from like the family courts, or you have things that show that you've tried to have this conversation to get the separation agreement just not working, then that's kind of what you would use to support your case to the lender. So let's go back to the first step. If you're someone that's going through the situation, Brandon, like what is the first thing someone needs to know? So once you know that separation agreement, you've outlined how much equity you could get from the home, what your spells or child support, if there is any, is going to look like. Those are the numbers that you're going to provide to your broker and your broker is going to put that in your application and map out one, what you could look at for a new property based after the sale division of the asset, or the second option is if you want to stay in the home, say it's your family home, it's close to the school, kids are super happy there. The only thing you don't like about the home is your partner in it. You can do what's called a spousal buyout. And that is you doing essentially a refinance, but it's structured as a purchase. 
and you take the equity from that and pay out your partner. Now, there's a real beauty to this because you can go up to 95% of the home's value, provided you qualify, and give them the equity they need to move on. Awesome. So what would be the next step then? Yeah, so once you agree on that and you figure out what course is best for you, then really it's just a matter of getting everyone on the same page. And I find if you can get your broker on the same page to work with both parties, it makes life a lot easier. And I'll give you a great example of one I just wrapped up this week. So basically they own two properties. They own their principal residence and then they owned a rental property. And their strategy was that he was going to keep the principal residence. She was going to keep the rental property, but they were going to remove each other from title on both homes. Now, the principal residence was worth more. So he was going to give her equity from that as well. So a lot of moving pieces when you have these types of arrangements, because there's so many assets involved, depending on how long you've been together, the trajectory of your career, so on and so forth. In this case, she needed to get the $50,000 from his house to close her refinance. And he needed proof of hers closing to close his refinance to access the $50,000. So a bit of a chicken and egg scenario there. And you can see where this got a little bit messy. If you were working with two different banks or two different brokers, there's so much back and forth and moving pieces required that this would be a total fucking nightmare. Because I was on both sides and I understood where things were at, I was able to just kind of connect my two lenders and weave the thread through so that his close, same day, we got the 50,000, hers closed, they had the condition of showing she was removed from title, he was removed from title, and everyone set up perfectly. Yeah, and it's funny from someone outside looking in, you would think it'd be such a weird thing to share the same broker, but it truly isn't for all the reasons you just mentioned. And obviously we can't speak on behalf of every single broker, but working with us, like we're obviously gonna be super confidential about everything. So none of it is shared amongst each spouse. Yeah. It makes things so much more seamless if you're using the same broker or bank. 100%, like anything that I had to share details from one party to the next, I just always had an email or a call go out and said, hey, I need to share this detail to make things work smoothly. Do you consent to this being shared? Yeah. Every time, like we probably had to do that about 12 times, but everyone felt super comfortable with the process because they're like, okay, nothing's being passed to the party. There's no strategic advantage in the relationship or anything like that. It's just the ultimate goal is to get you to your end goal faster and smoother and in the most cost-effective way. If you had that get messy with two lawyers who weren't aware of where things are at, your costs start to pile up, everything gets more expensive and it's just a total nightmare. Yeah, agreed. So if you had any advice for someone going through this process, like what would it be? Where to start? We kind of went through that already, but just to summarize things. Yeah, so quick summary, I would say get on the same page in regards to what you agree on for that separation agreement. So I would say start with a mediator, start with someone that you can kind of have that shared conversation with. And then from there, if you can agree to use the same broker, it's gonna make your life a lot easier because they'll know the whole picture and will be able to guide you both to your respective destinations. Beautifully done, Brandon. So if you have any questions at all, please comment down below. If it's something more personal, shoot us an email that's in our description notes as well. And of course, hit subscribe, hit that like button and bell icon. That way you don't miss out on future videos. Thanks for watching. Cheers.